podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. Welcome to No Breaks, No Fear. I'm Ian Brannan, and coming up on this week's episode, we speak with Justin Sedgman, back in the UK and looking forward to the Year of the Tiger. Yeah, I've actually signed in Denmark as well for the Holstead Tigers. Favourite AFL team is Richmond Tigers, so yeah, it's It's pretty nice to um, have that kind of connection. It's a little bit unique. We'll also hear from King's Limb boss Peter Schroke, who can't wait to see Lewis Bridger back in the sport. When you're natural like these, like like he is you know there is a few riders which are pure natural riders and he's one of them I haven't got much doubt that he's going to find his feet pretty quick also joining me is Manchester journalist and Bellevue Aces programme contributor Lee Wilde and we'll take a look at the Aces prospects this year of a team widely fancied to be up there come the reckoning and this week sees the official start of the Speedway season. Saturday, May 1st, Berwick Bullets take on Armadale Devils in the behind-closed-doors curtain raiser. And we'll speak to Berwick co-promoter Gary Flint. All on the way on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. So lots to come. Let's have a quick update on some of the stories from the world of Speedway that have been making the headlines over the past seven days. Last week, we told you how Birmingham had been handed a potentially crippling financial blow with the new season just around the corner. Approximately £20,000 worth of damage was caused as vandals burnt and stole items of essential track equipment after breaking into the Speedway side of Perry Bar Stadium. Now, former Brummies owner Tony Mole heard about this and suggested current bosses set up a GoFundMe page Page, which he opened himself with a £500 donation. One week later, or more or less, half their target has been raised, over £7,000 currently in the pot at the time of recording this. Team manager and co-promoter Lawrence Rogers has asked us to pass on this message to supporters across the UK who have donated so far. Well, the response to the Birmingham Brummies uh, GoFundMe has been absolutely amazing. A big thank you to everybody who's contributed. Uh, we've got up to Monday uh, over £7,000, which is half the uh, target and every penny counts. So a big thank you to everybody. Keep it coming. Back to Brummies and uh, you know, go far, go for me. Thank you. And we'll be hearing more from Birmingham ahead of the new championship season in one of our future episodes. So stick around for that. Birmingham firmly the focus in coming weeks. Other stories from the world of British Speedway making the headlines. Eastbourne have announced the appointment of Lee Kilby as a co-promoter alongside Trevor Gear. Kilby joined the Eagles in the winter to take on a commercial role when the Premiership Club Swindon elected to sit out the 2021 season. And his main focus at Arlington is going to be on business and administration. James Sargent's going to be back in the championship after agreeing a deal to join Redcar. Sargent lost his place with Edinburgh earlier this winter, but moves to the Media Prima Arena as a replacement for Danish rider Kasper Andersen, with the Bears now having one remaining place to fill. Kings Lynn promoter Dale Allett obviously listens to this podcast because he's responded to Ipswich predictions of an away win on the Premiership's opening night at the Adrian Flux Arena. The arch-rivals clash on the first day, Monday, May 17th, with fans patiently waiting for ticket news and Alex said there's always been a big rivalry between Ipswich and Kings Lynn and we're determined to beat them on the opening night I've heard Chris Louie predicting a cheeky away win for his side which is a bold statement it'd be great to be involved on that first day um, albeit away at the arch enemies Kings Lynn um, it'd be nice to start with a with a nice sneaky little away win there 
Alex says, we'll see about that. I want us to beat them and then I'll buy Chris a drink after the meeting unless he's halfway home sulking after losing. Fighting talk in East Anglia. Let's move on to our first interview of this particular episode and uh, very, very exciting year for the Tigers fans. Both Sheffield and Glasgow are looking forward to welcoming Justin Sedgman into their lineup. He's just recently landed from Australia into the UK and Nigel Pearson has been for a chinwag with Sedgy. Justin, back in the UK, how was the journey back across from Australia? Yeah, it was pretty straightforward. Um, there's a few obstacles you need to go through to get out of Australia, but, you know, it is, it's not, you know, you're not going to be travelling to and from England and to Australia that easy anymore, but, you know, it is doable and, you know, I'm excited to be here, so, you know, let's just get racing. I bet you can't wait now with two clubs lined up for you in the UK as well with Glasgow and Sheffield. You're a tiger um, in more ways than one. Yeah, I've actually signed in Denmark as well for the Holstead Tigers. So In more ways than one, like I said. <laughs> and my uh, favourite AFL team is Richmond Tigers. So, yeah, it is, it's pretty nice to um, have that kind of connection. It's a little bit unique, but, yeah, it's, um, it is nice and... You know, I can't wait to to ride for them clubs. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to be wearing a Tigers jersey all the time. So, you know, I should treat them all the same. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, now, obviously, much is made of the, the fact that there was a season off last year, which is unprecedented. I mean, in our lifetime, we never thought we'd ever see something like that. But um, are you feeling positive now? Do you, do you believe that, that we're almost there, ready to go? Yeah, I feel positive. Um Obviously, you guys have still come out of lockdown and, you know, you're working your way back into normality. So it is a little bit difficult to kind of talk to some people because they're still a little bit down. But um, hopefully when they see speed, uh, Speedway start again, that um, they'll bring some positive vibes to the to the conversations. And, you know, I, I genuinely believe that we, we're going to have a good season. Um, and I think if people think that way, we will. Tell us about your summer at home, um, back on the bike, some meetings that you were in. Just sum it up for us. It was good. It was good to to run a few meetings. I think I did about 10 or 12 um, before I come here. So it was good to get that kind of racing mind back in. Um, I was quite fortunate. I had uh, Jason Crump. He come stayed with me while he was racing at Mildura and Adelaide. And then uh, Ryan Douglas was staying with me as well. So it was good to, you know, have them people around and, you know, we're pushing each other. And it was just nice to be involved in Speedway um, the way it should be. Fantastic. And um, as for the UK season itself, what sort of reaction do you think there'll be now from fans? Because they've been starved of Speedway. I, I personally feel... There'll be a lot of fans. Yeah, there'll be some who will be a little bit nervous of the older generation, maybe. But I personally feel there's going to be a hell of a lot of fans who can't wait to get out there and see live Speedway. What, what do you think of it all? Yeah, I think, well, they're excited to go to the pub. So <laughs> they'll be excited to go have a, a pint at the Speedway, I hope. I was talking about the general public, not not just me. <laughs> no, well, yeah, well, they want to do things and, you know, you can't sit at home all the time and watching the tally so you know the sooner that it starts the better and you know it might take a couple of meetings for the the older generation to to venture back in but 
you know, the older generations had their vaccine, I'm pretty sure by now. And, you know, just get on with it. It's, I know it's a, it's not a nice disease and, and all that, but, you know, you still got to live your life and, you know, we still want to put on a show for everyone. What, what stage are you at in your career now, do you think, Justin? Um, you're not a newcomer to the sport. You know, you've been around for a decade or so now. Um, still got your best years ahead of you, perhaps? I believe so. I, you know, the day I think I shouldn't be riding anymore, I, I genuinely believe I'll stop. But um, I still want to be as best as I can and whatever that involves and whatever that dives into, that's what I'm going to do. You know, if I <clears throat> leave the season every year knowing that I've, I've done the best I can with what I can, um, that's a bonus. But, you know, I still have pretty big goals to fill and um, I want to fill them. And I don't want to, you know, leave the sport knowing that I didn't didn't try my best uh, to achieve them. But, you know, at the moment, my my two goals are to just do as well as I can and and score as many points as I can for the two teams in the UK. Um, and then whatever that brings after that for 2021 or 2022, I should say, um, you know, we'll go from there. But, you know... It's every every guy's dream to to be world champion. I think the day that you don't wake up thinking that you shouldn't be riding the sport, it, you know, I don't believe it. It's a job. I believe it's a passion, and that you, you know, should always try and strive to be the best. It's not just a dream of being a world champion. I mean, when I was a kid, I dreamt of being a speedway rider, and I never got the chance. Um, <clears throat> so, whilst it's a, you're saying it's not a job, it's a passion. Do you are there some days where you perhaps wake up and think, "Wow, I'm a speedway rider and I get paid for it"? Yeah, you, you do sometimes. <laughs> and there's other days you wake up thinking, "I don't want to do this anymore." Yeah, you, you, you're kind of in the mindset all the time. Um, you wake up every day thinking about it. Um, you know, so you do enjoy what you do, and you also have a passion for it. But yeah, I think if you keep your mindset healthy and you know, always put goals in front of you. Uh, that's the best way you can, you know, go about it. But, yeah, you do pinch yourself sometimes. Like when I first woke up, uh, when I landed in the UK, I was like, oh, I'm in the UK. I'm a spur rider again. So uh, that was nice. Um, you know, you just got to take it as it comes and, and you know, do as best you can. You must have a lot of people helping and supporting you. I mean, you... You've got a lot of friends over here as well. You know, you were mentioning Jason Crump and Ryan Douglas that that came and stayed with you during the your summer in Australia. And obviously they're, they're going to be over here in the... I know Jason's already here and Ryan will be on the way soon. So, you know, you've got good friends there. Uh, do you support each other, you riders? You, you meet, each, uh, meet, meet each other at the track and uh, you enjoy each other's company and, and you support each other? Yeah, 100%. I actually um, got a mess... Well, I've got a couple of phone calls off Jason since I've been here and then obviously he's building bikes and it's a bit foreign to him at the moment because he hasn't been riding for that long and he asked a couple of questions. I was like, man, maybe he's, you know, I should be asking him that, but he's asking me. So uh, that was pretty cool. Um, and, yeah, Dougie was, uh, you know, he sent me a message this morning saying uh, how is it and, you know, when he's coming over. So, so you replied it's cold. Yeah, it's been good though. It had been good. Um, While you were in quarantine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, you know, the day I kind of get out, it's no good. But, yeah, you do support each other. I think the Aussies have a bit of a connection with each other, um, more so than anyone else, you know, probably any other country. We, you know, 
you know, we're not just getting on the plane to go home and, and to see our family and that, so we've got to stick together. It's probably been said numerous and thousands of times in interviews, but it is. That's how it works and you just always stay in contact with each other and always say hello at the track and, yeah, you've got to support each other as much as you can. As well as trying to beat them on the track. But <laughs> in terms of support, you know, it does take the backing of, of people, not just financially, but you know, moral support as well of managers, of promoters, but sponsors as well. They're important to you. I mean, I, I know you, you, you have strong support from ATPI sports events, from 10 tools, you know, that, that's vital for you, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I'm quite lucky with sponsors in Australia. Um, and then I have, a, you know, I have a few good sponsors over here that are very helpful. Um, you know, you can't, you can't take advantage of them in saying if that's the right way to say it, but you also, you know, you want the help from them as well. So you, you got to stay in contact and do the right thing. And, you know, I'm, you know, the sponsors I have, I'm very grateful for. And, um, but not only that, like, you know, just coming back to, to the UK, Harry and Jules just said, come and do your quarantine here and, and get it done and get your bikes ready. So, you know, and then Glasgow have like sorted me, you know, place to stay and then Sheffield the same thing as well. So, you know, it, it does take a lot if you're not from this country to, you know, to run the network around you. I should, you know, could kind of say it like that. It's a, it's a big operation and it's something you're always thinking about is, you know, what do I do next? And, you know, where, you know, where can I stay here or how can I get help um, from this person? And it takes a few years to build that up and, um you know, I'm quite fortunate that, you know, Frankie Cox uh, helped me a lot um, back in the day when I was at Swindon for a, a long time living there. And um, now this year I'm, he's moved back to Sheffield. So, you know, I can rekindle that relationship a little bit and uh, pop in and have a coffee and, you know, and have fun. Well, that's excellent. Yeah, of course. Um, the sport itself, Britain, there's been quite a winter for British Speedway with the Polish regulations now that the extra league of riders can only ride for one other league, won't ride in one of the league. Certain riders have left the league now, um, but they're focusing on British youngsters coming through the system. Looking at the British leagues, there's still some good riders here, Justin. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think we're all going to be pretty busy if, um, you know, with the COVID situation. Um, you know, I think there will be a, a few more guest bookings available, which is cool. Yeah, Troy Batchelor said that in Speedway Star last week, he, mm. uh, and on the podcast actually, I think he said, you know, he's he's willing to step in if there's any travel issues. Yeah, that's right, and he's he's right in saying that. It, it is a shame that it isn't so straightforward and people can get here as easy as they would like to, but it is what it is. And you know, like I said before, we we got to follow the rules and we got to get the green light safely. So, you know, if um you're riding against one team one night, you might be riding against them the next night. So, or with them, sorry, or whatever you want to say. But, yeah, the guys that are here should really concentrate on the UK. Um, if, it, if we get the green light to travel a little bit freely, go go ahead and do do what you want to do. But, you know, I want to see, you know, seven full, seven riders in each team and, and 14 on the night. So, you know, if we can uh, concentrate on doing that, that'll be good. You like the idea of Britain focusing on British youngsters at the bottom end of a team, give them, give them an opportunity in every premiership and championship uh, uh, club? Yeah, it is. You know, if you look at, 
you know, your two Grand Prix riders. Uh, Wolfie grew up in Australia and Robert Lambert did a lot of traveling when he was younger. He spent a lot of time in Germany. So there is something missing. And I know Ian Sinderson at, at ATPI is, is trying to fill that void. But, you know, <laughs> you do want to kind of throw them in the deep end, but they also got to be ready at the same time because, you know, they've had a couple of issues when they first sprang. I think it was the fast track system in, you know, that was they were way out of their depth. Um, you know, and there's guys like Sliney that are involved in um, bringing along the youngsters and probably should be kind of a manager type thing to to say, yep, he's ready to do that and um, this track would be best suited for him. I don't really know. That's just what I'm thinking right now. But, you know, if the young kids want to be as good as they can, they should put the boots on and, and go for it. So it is a good idea. Um, obviously, you don't really want to see anyone get hurt, but, you know, you you got to throw yourself with the deep end at the same time. So we'll see how it works. We will indeed. Just finally, Justin, I do get the vibes from you that you, you quite enjoy watching and listening to us on television <laughs> with the Speedway. Do you have aspirations to take mine or Kelvin's job? I'd like to. <laughs> you just said your dream is to be a speedway rider. Well, yeah. Uh, my... Should we swap then? <laughs> you can if you like. <laughs> have um, you ever done any commentary? I've done a little bit. Um, I've done a little bit with the radio and, yeah, I kind of – I do enjoy it. Um, need to get my words out a little bit better. But, yeah, it is, you know, I was – I'm fascinated in uh, sports. You know, I've just been into that Super League thing the last couple of days and just – you know, trying to find out as much knowledge as I can about things. And, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and uh, listen to a lot of sporting things and, you know, athletes in all types of sport uh, fascinate me and I think anyone can get a lot from them. But, yeah, it's definitely something I'd like to do. Um, You know, it's something you need to be trained at and, yeah, let's see what we can do one day. But, yeah, I would like to jump on the microphone on the TV or do the interviews in the pits. I, I would really enjoy doing that because I think as an as a writer, it's uh, you can give the feedback to the fans as, you know, the best way possible. Well, let's just hope there's somebody from Eurosport listening to this then, <laughs> eh, Justin? But uh, it's been a pleasure catching up with you today. Welcome back to the UK and look forward to seeing you doing your stuff sliding during the summer, mate. Yeah, thank you. And, um, you know, I hope everyone has a great has a great year and uh, sees the the future bright because, you know, I couldn't couldn't imagine what it was like being in lockdown. It's um you know we did a little bit in Mildura and we didn't have a COVID case for since March 2020 and you know we we were in lockdown. Fortunately, you know I was able to work, but there was a lot of people that couldn't do much. And I do feel sorry for you. And um, hopefully we can bring some joy to some people and and they can watch some speedway and get into what normality is, I guess. Justin Sedgman there speaking with Nigel Pearson. The very best of luck to Justin as he lines up for the Tigers. Sheffield Tigers in the Premiership and the Glasgow Tigers in the Championship. Still to come, we're going to hear from Peter Schroek, the team manager of Kings Lynn Speedway. We'll also hear from Gary Flint, co-promoter of Berwick Bandits and Berwick Bullets, who are going to be lining up for the very first meeting of the season on the 1st of May, just heading in towards this weekend at the time of recording as they face the Armadale Devils. Next, we turn our focus to Bellevue Aces. We'll speak to local journalist and one of the programme contributors at Bellevue, Lee Wilde, next.
No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along. I'm Ian Brannan. It's great to have you with us on this, the the third episode. I'm not sure if we're going to keep count all the way through or not, but we're three weeks in now. Thank you for your support so far. One of the things that we want to do in the course of these podcasts is give a platform to the next generation of Speedway reporters, because there is a future for British Speedway. We have young reporters. Last week, we spoke to Joe Appleton, who had such incredible knowledge. Now, if you want to listen back to that, bear in mind, Joe, is 20 years old and has such a, an, an epic knowledge of, of Speedway, the riders, who's where, what's going on at all the clubs. It's incredible. And uh, right now we're going to speak to another of the next generation of Speedway reporters. And uh, he is Lee Wilde, who works for the Tameside Reporter in Manchester. And also uh, you'll hear him on Tameside Radio around Manchester as well. And he's a contributor to the Bellevue Aces programme too. And we're going to chat to him right now and welcome along to the podcast. Hi, Lee. Welcome. Yeah, great to be here. I've been listening to the uh, first podcast with great interest, so looking forward to this. Now you're part of it, and uh, it's great to have you along. And we're going to have a bit of a focus on Bellevue, and uh, obviously that, that's the team that you're you're most involved in, the team that you report on and keep a closest eye on. Um, first of all, for, for people who don't know who you are, that you are uh, obviously, as you mentioned there, a multimedia journalist and, and reporter, but you have an interest in Speedway. And where did your Speedway journey begin? You'll like this one, being a being a fellow radio person. I first heard of Bellevue when I was five years old on the old Piccadilly radio. I heard an advert and I begged, begged, begged my mum to take me and she finally cracked. And wow. I think it's been 22 years now. So that was a costly mistake. <laughs> People say radio advertising doesn't work, you see, and there it is. I'm true. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get Speedway back on the radio. Yeah, well, this listen, we we are working on it. Watch this space, especially people <laughs> in Manchester. Um, but um, but yeah, it, 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 great way to get involved. And you went along, you listened to the advert, and you went along to Bellevue, and obviously that wouldn't have been the, the high road days, would it? That will be uh, no, that Kirkman was that was Kirkman Shoon Lane, yeah, which sadly started to be demolished this week, unfortunately. But that was where my speedway love began. I, I remember my first ever meeting. It was against uh, the Peterborough Panthers and Ronnie Corry broke the track record, name from the past. The Rocket Ronnie Corry. Yeah. Good Fantastic. Times. Wow, so you're there for the track record being broken. And then um, as you went towards being a, a sports reporter, I suppose then Speedway was, was at the forefront of your mind and something you wanted to, to keep an eye on and, um, and reflect in wherever you worked. Yeah, it's interesting. Really. I, never, I never trained as a sports reporter. I'm a, I'm a news journalist in my day job. I just I do a bit for Bellevue and a bit for the program and things like that. And it's just sort of it's found me really. I did I, I actually got involved in Bellevue because I did a great local story for where I work on a fella in Oldham that had built an amazing replica um model of the old Hyde Road. It was fantastic and I, I put that online. Uh that got a great response in the in the Bellevue community and someone got in touch who edited the program at the time before it's changed hands and asked me to come along and write for him and that was Oof, three or four years ago now. What sort of things do you cover in the programme then when, when you're writing? I tend to preview the away team, so I, I don't profess to have an encyclopedic knowledge of everything that's going on, but I tend to pay attention, see what's going on around the league. So I do the away team previews and also usually pick out a talking point for something that's been in the week, you know, for a column, whether that's wider things, what Bellevue have been up to, what's been happening on the international scene. I get a bit of free reign. It's quite a lot of fun, really. 
Yeah, good stuff. And I think program writing is is an art in itself. Being involved in programs is an art in itself. A lot of people collect them, of course, and you know they they are so much more than just a race car. There's a lot of lot of work goes in there. I know Nigel Pearson heavily involved in programs and loves programs as well. And uh, you know they are a, a different publication, but often a, a memento as well for for certain fixtures, aren't they? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, in uh, in Speedway, we're quite lucky because pretty much everyone that comes to a game buys a program. You see in football and other sports like that. The program's sort of dying out, but in Speedway, it's got the race card. And I think the fans of Speedway really appreciate a physical program to look through. Because obviously, in Speedway, we have breaks between races, don't we? You need something else that's going on. I think think the program's a crucial part of that. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, looking ahead to this season then, obviously it's been a long, long time since we've had a proper season. And Bellevue did get a little bit of action around the track last year. But focusing on uh, on, on this year, what's exciting you about the Bellevue team so far? I think Mark Lemon's put together a really strong team. You know, it looks good. I think, I personally, I think we're the favourites, but I think Sheffield are right up there with us. Looking back to, I thought the same last year because, you know, we had Jamin Lidsey that was going to start a reserve and that's, that's a huge loss, unfortunately, because we can see what he's doing in Poland. I know he's not the best start, but he's undoubtedly talented and will go a long way in this sport. But I think he's made some good signings. You know, Brady Kurtz, absolutely fantastic rider. We've seen him punish us with Poole when they were in the top league. You know, I was at the ATP All-Stars meet. I was commentating on that. And it took him a little little bit of time to find his feet. But by the end, he was so fast. He was challenging Dan Bewley for the top times. You know, really, really good. The main question, Mark, I think with Bellevue, and this goes for a few clubs as well, are those riders that are largely um, riding in Europe much of the week, in Poland or Sweden, and looking to factor in Britain uh, alongside their plans. And for Bellevue, of course, Brady Kurtz and Dan Bewley are the two riders there, and, and we hope that they'll be able to to get in and out of the country as, as they hope. Obviously, it's going to be more complicated than it normally would be, um, but there are those issues, and, and there's still no real confirmation of exactly how that world is going to look just yet. No, at the, at the moment, I think it's very much touch wood, isn't it? Like you say, the the way things stand now, I think we should be okay. I don't know what, what's going to be the rules around testing or things like that, but there's they can certainly fly back and forth at the moment. Whether that continues as whatever happens, new variants, you know, we've seen that over the past few months, fingers crossed, because we'd lose our top two guys. Dan Bewley's undoubtedly what, pretty much the most important rider to Bellevue. He's been absolutely fantastic. I've been loving watching him in Poland. You know, I saw some... He had some great scores for Rockslab in the in the first first week of the season. I know he tailed off a little bit um, for the away match, but they're crucially important. You know, if you lose your top two riders, where do we go from there? There was an interesting piece in the Speedway Star uh, last week, which covered this this topic really of of what may or may not happen, and there are still a few unknowns, and those discussions are probably got ongoing. Uh, right now as we speak but Mark Lemon did um, make the point that you know testing is a key thing that's going to be happening quite a lot and there are also calls really for the costs of those tests to perhaps be covered by the clubs rather than the riders themselves. Absolutely I mean I don't know the finances involved in Speedway obviously but I don't think any of our clubs would be happy with paying £200 per rider for each meeting that they have to fly back into the UK I don't think the riders would be happy paying that either. And I know there's a lot of money in Polish Speedway, but I don't think they'd be happy paying hmm. that either. So where does this come from? And is that, we, I think we need clarification on the rules, don't we? If this is going to be something that's going to impact us throughout the season, I think it needs to be decided now rather than later. 
Absolutely. And and looking uh, to Bellevue, of course, being one of the first teams to see any action with, with fans in the stadium on the day where restrictions are due to be lifted on the 17th of May, Bellevue versus Sheffield. Uh, we've also got Kingsland versus Ipswich that day and the Thank You NHS Trophy at Wolverhampton the same day as well. But I think all eyes uh, are going to be firmly on the National Speedway Stadium as the tapes go up on the season. And, uh, and Speedway could be one of the first of any sports to have uh, paying fans back in pretty much as normal, if, if you like, without it being a, a test event. And um, that's going to be exciting for, for Speedway in general, uh, particularly Bellevue, but Speedway in general. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's a great chance to get Speedway back into the national limelight. You know, if we're one of the first sports back, there's going to be a lot more eyes on us, people seeing to if we can do things right. And hopefully we can show, you know, the professional side and we'll get people wanting to engage with Speedway again. That'd be fantastic. You know, people have been starved of live entertainment, of live sports for the past year. Hopefully we'll be rewarded for taking a chance and, you know, coming to the tapes with people coming through the turnstiles. Before we look at the Bellevue team, let's have a look at the away team because that's your job with the programme. You you preview the away team. So let's have a look at the, the first one up for, for the Aces then. They're going to be facing Sheffield, who uh, we've already mentioned, really, really strong side. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to cast my vote too soon, so to speak, until we've seen them on track. But you look at that line, I was looking forward to it last year, you know, seeing Nicky Pedersen back in British Speedway, that was going to be amazing. But I think Simon Stead's done a fantastic job at Sheffield of putting together, you know, a strong team, certainly all the way through. You've only got to look at Josh Bates, the rising star at reserve, you know, that's going to be amazing. And I mean, I, I report on Bellevue, but I only live sort of 40, 45 minutes from the Sheffield track. So over the years, I've been at Allerton plenty of times, many events, you know, and it's it's a great setup there. I love going there. I can't wait to visit there as an away fan with Bellevue. Yeah, and that is the thing, isn't it? We've been waiting a long time to see Sheffield in this league. And as you mentioned, last year they had this, you know, an amazing team, really. And, and Nicky Pedersen, everybody was, you know, lo- looking forward to seeing Nicky Pedersen and uh, Jason Crump, of course, uh, clashing uh, again once again. It's not going to happen. But, um, of course, looking further down the fixture list, yeah, you will see Jason Crump back around the uh, National Speedway Stadium again at some point this year. I'm so jealous he's an Ipswich rider, I'll be honest. It's a Bellevue <laughs> fan. He was, he was my hero growing up. We went to gosh when I'd have been 13 in 2006 to watch him win his title it was absolutely amazing you know going over there seeing Polish Speedway for the for the first time unbelievable so I'm so glad Jason Crump's back in British Speedway I just wish it was with an ace on his vest it was interesting actually that his first meeting back in British Speedway was for Bellevue obviously when we ran the ATPI All-Stars event last year it was great to see him back around the track and he really he's not lost it he's still got it Let's look around the rest of the Aces lineup. Then we've already touched on um, Brady Kurtz and Dan Bewley. We we know uh, a lot about those, and we we know what they're going to bring to the Aces sides um, if all things are equal. Beyond that, though, still a very very strong Aces team. We've got the Worrell brothers and um, a former British champion uh, in the ranks as well. So there's quite a lot of strength in depth through this Aces team. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? He's done a great job, Mark Lemon. So I think it's going to be a fantastic season. You, you only got to look at Steve Worrell. You know, he was he had that bad injury, didn't he, a couple of years ago that really set him back, I think. But before that, for Bellevue, he was absolutely flying. So hopefully this year off, you know, we saw him at the end of last year and he looked, he looked relatively back to his old self. So I'm hoping this year he'll be uh, fantastic once again. His brother, Richie Worrell. Now, Richie's an interesting case because as many Bellevue fans will probably have known and as many said when he was announced... He struggled around the National Speedway Stadium a few times over the years, and he'll, he'll freely admit himself that maybe it's not been his favourite track, but it's interesting. I spoke to him uh, after the British final, and he said 
next year was going to be his year. He was stepping back from his business, which has been a big part of his life. And he was putting his all into Speedway, which I thought was you know, quite brave to do, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Quite a brave thing to do. But I think he's going to be you know, a trump card. I think he can be a dark horse. He mentioned when he signed that he was looking to lose quite a bit of weight. Now, if you know Richie Warrell, he's, he's, not a, he's not a big guy, so to speak, but he's very muscular, which he thinks has sort of held him back around National Speedway Stadium, where a lot of riders say he needs to be lightweight and We've seen it sort of in his races. He pops out the gate of the National Speedway Stadium, no problem, lead for a couple of laps, and then the rest will catch him up and go by. So I think this year, with a renewed focus on Speedway and a little lost couple of kilos, I think he'll be a fantastic one to watch. We hear a lot about weight of, of Speedway riders, and, and that is, a you know, for, certainly for those riders that are, are racing in Poland, it is a, a key difference now, isn't it, getting under a certain weight and, and getting down to the minimum that you can be, but the healthiest you can be. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I'm not a speedway rider because I think <laughs> I'd struggle with that. But a lot of them, I mean, you've only got to look at how slight some of them are. I remember seeing Jason Doyle, you know, when he was winning his world title and he was he was really skinny. But obviously that's what you need to be at the top level of this, you know, of this sport now. You look at some of the other riders that we've got. So we've got, you look at Charles, right? You know, he's finally going to get to make his debut now for his hometown club. We've had his brother over the past years, haven't we? But Charles is finally going to step into the Aces Kevlar's this year. And I think we all hope that he can recreate the form that saw him win the British final. You know, what a night that was for him. And I'm really looking forward to see how he does because I think he'll give us something away from home as well. We all know how good he is at the National Speedway Stadium, but he's done a lot of years in this league now and he'll be familiar with a lot of the tracks. So that's going to be very important. And interesting, you mentioned uh, Charles Wright there because the first uh, meeting of the year, uh, Bellevue, Sheffield, uh, his brother James Wright will be lining up for Sheffield. That's going to be great, isn't it? We used to watching <laughs> Steve and Richie Warren race, now we're going to watch uh, James and Charles. That's going to be fantastic. And I think it'll be interesting to see, because Bellevue have got a very strong top five, but when you look at who we've picked at reserve, I think there could be some movement there because you've got Jay Etheridge, who is another rider that's fantastic around the National Speedway Stadium. We've seen him in the Aces Kevlar's before, you know, a very good rider. Maybe it was his away form that let him down last time. He's had a couple more years to develop now, and I'm really looking forward to see how he does because he's always exciting. He can be worth the admission money on his own sometimes, and that's that's going to be fantastic around the National Speedway Stadium. Away from home, let's see how he does. But I think Mark Lemon's played a very clever card here with his choice of rising star because you look at Tom Brennan, who's more traditionally focused on the smaller tracks, you know, we know how good he's around Eastbourne. So I think he'll be a trump card away from home. It is going to be interesting this year with uh, six teams in the league. It's made places um, harder to come by for the riders, but for the promoters, it's given them a, a greater choice of uh, of who to put into those um, sides. And um, it will be interesting to see whether youth or experience wins out in the end. Definitely. Like you say, I think it'll be a very close season. A lot of the teams look strong, you know. No one's really built a bad team, like you say, with only six clubs running. It's been, uh, they've had the choice of who to pick, shall we say, you know, they've gone, they've built the team they want. They've not had to compromise anywhere. And we should mention as well, there's extra opportunities for the youth to get experience this season with both the uh, Bellevue Colts returning in the National Development League and the Premiership Junior League, which is going to be uh, taking place after the main fixtures, the old second halves of the juniors uh, returning. Um, so extra uh, chances to, to get some track time for, for the youngsters there as well. Yeah, I think it's really exciting. See, I know at Bellevue, they've uh, placed quite a lot of emphasis on youth development. You know, they've had the Colts for the past few years. That's been fantastic. Mark Lemon, obviously, involved with bringing the Rising Star programme and things like that. I, I can't wait to see it. I'm interested to see what sort of riders we, we pick up, who we put out there. I mean, over the last season that we ran, 
Bellevue had the Academy series, which took a similar, you know, after meeting a couple of riders from the local area, battling it out. And that was fantastic. And it was great to see so many people stay behind and watch that, you know, these riders are riding in front of full grandstands. It's great. It's free speedway. What's not to like? I've always enjoyed that bit after the main part of the meeting where you maybe you're just getting a little bit of a beer and you're just chilling out with without the stress of the meeting perhaps and and watching some of the future riders go round and 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 spotting those that you think you know you can definitely tell they've got the uh, have got the style to to make it big or or maybe see them progress from those junior meetings into the main body of the team uh, over the course of a year or two it's it's, it's always a great experience yeah, you're right there. I mean, like you said, catch up with friends. But I remember seeing riders like, you know, um, Kyle Howarth and go around the old Bellevue in times gone by, you know, and they progressed into the Colts. And then obviously now Kyle's cleaning up around British Speedway, isn't he? He's, he's fantastic. He's settled in Sheffield. He was great for Wolves. He used to bite us every time we'd go to Wolves. He always uh, put on a performance for Bellevue. Uh, one of the riders I remember seeing in the the second halves when I was at Bradford was uh, was Andre Compton. I think it was the day of his sixteenth birthday. He was out there uh, practicing in these uh, in these junior meetings, and his brother Benji Compton is he's uh, he's somehow back with the Colts. I think I think I've seen Benji Compton more recently riding uh, a superbike around Alton Park than I have riding a speedway bike i know his brother dijon does quite a lot of the road racing as well so yeah. i i can't wait to see him back i remember i remember andre compton blasting around sheffield i remember benji up and down the country i think he rode for pool by the end didn't he you yeah. know he's, he's, a, he's i'm excited to see what he brings to the cult you know he's a he's done it all he's been everywhere and it, bellevue have got quite a young team so i think it's important that they've got riders like him to show them the way and you know guide them a little bit I think it is. Uh, it, it was an interesting signing, and probably took quite a few people by surprise that that he would come back to the Colts. Uh, but as you say, when we got a young side, it's it's probably uh, not a bad move to have a bit of experience in and among that. Yeah, certainly. I mean, Stephen Graham are great when they build the side for the Colts. They're not they're not building a team to win the league. They're building a team to develop these riders. Obviously, it's, it's nice to win the league. It's nice to win meetings. But they always say they're what they want to do is develop riders for the future. And I think we're seeing that, you know, obviously Dan Bewley came through the Colts, but I don't think we could take too much credit for that. He's such an expert motorcyclist that he was always going to be fantastic. But we've seen Kyle Bickley, you know, ride for the Colts three, four years. He's really come on. Leon Flint's done well. And we're seeing now like um, Harry and Sam McGurk. That's really exciting. I know as a, a Bradford fan, you'll be keeping a special eye on them. Yeah, we had Sam McGurk on this podcast last week and we've also done an interview with Harry McGurk. And, and in it, he um, he says really that, you know, he would love, having seen the track now laid out, he would love to get to have a, a ride around there. And quite encouraging news actually this week, Steve Reese, the uh, promoter behind the revival of the stock cars at Oddsall and, and the man who's been the driving force behind getting the the track back in there has um, spoken about Speedway this last week in a post on Facebook he said that um, Speedway is firmly part of the plans for the future obviously the economic climate not very uh, uh, agreeable at the moment but looking ahead to next year then um, fingers crossed there may be some Speedway bikes roaring round Oddsall again and uh, the McGurks uh, it would be great for them wouldn't it to to, uh, get to have a ride on their home track no disrespect to Bellevue of course (laughs) what a way to launch the Bradford team that would you know two local lads I think it'd be fantastic I've been looking at the pictures on Twitter and god I just want to see speedway bikes around there I think it'd be absolutely amazing what a track it does bring back so many memories though and it is it was always sad I mean for me I used to go pretty much every week for the entire time that it was it was at Bradford and I originally used to go to Halifax and then 
then, you know, I remember a number of years later, I went to a Bradford Bulls game and just to see the stadium looking as it did, no track in there, it just... It just looked rubbish with the best will in the world, and you know, just not how you remember it. And uh, when you've when you've been to World Finals there and stuff like that, and you think of all the great events that there's been where the stadium was absolutely packed to the rafters, that uh, you know you want to see those days back. And 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 I think for the first time, um, even even when you've probably written the thought off in your mind that it would ever happen, I think for the first time there is actually a clear path between, you know, maybe those days could well return. I'm right there with you because obviously we've got the National Speedway Stadium at Bellevue and I, I'll be honest, I never thought that would happen. We went to the meeting maybe 10 years ago now where they said, this is the plan, you know, keep the faith, it's going to happen. But there were times where I never thought it'd happen and I really hope we get Speedway back at Bradford just because what a venue it'll be. I don't want to age you too much, Ian, but I was I was never alive. I've never seen bikes <laughs> or cars round round Bradford, but... You know, you look at the photos of the of the World Finals when it was absolutely packed. What a what a string to British Speedway's boy it would be to have another venue of that quality. Time will tell. Well, thanks a lot for joining us, Lee. It's been great catching up with you, and uh, hopefully, speak to you again later in the season. Absolutely, look forward to catching up with you again, and I'm looking forward to getting back trackside and hope everyone else is as well. My thanks to Lee Wilde, local journalist in Manchester, and to one of the contributors to the Bellevue Aces program. On the way, we're going to hear from a couple of the bosses. We'll hear from Peter Schroke, the team manager at Kings Lynn Speedway, on his expectations for the season ahead and his excitement at seeing Lewis Bridger back on a bike. And as we head towards the very first official British Speedway fixture of the 2021 season, the Berwick Bullets taking on the Armadale Devils, we'll hear from Berwick co-promoter Gary Flint very soon here on No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. No breaks, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along. Every week through the Speedway season, we will bring you a new episode every Tuesday, keeping you up to date with all that's happening around British Speedway. And as the season gets going, we'll have uh, reaction from the big meetings on the Monday, and we'll be having previews to the fixtures that are coming up each week. And our very first fixture in the British Speedway calendar happens this week. 1st of May, the season starts, albeit behind closed doors. In the National Development League, the Berwick Bullets take on the Armadale Devils at Shieldfield Park in what is the first official fixture on the calendar. And we've been catching up with the co-promoter at Berwick, Gary Flint. He's been speaking with Ryan Guest. Well, Gary, the wait is almost over. How does it feel to be staging the first fixture of the 2021 British Speedway season? Oh, it's fantastic. It's um, it's great for the club. It's it's great for, for us with the new team, the Bullets. And, and it's great for, for British Speedway on a whole. It's... Uh, it's getting close to being very exciting, uh, very exciting times for for Speedway in the country. So, yeah, it's a massive, massive privilege and honour for us to to be hosting that. It's a tasty fixture to get things up and running as well, with plenty of northern talent on display and some interesting head-to-heads right down the lineups as well. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, that's right. Um, it being a local derby as well is, uh, you know, always adds a, a little extra bit of spice and. You know, there's going to be there's going to be 14 lads on show that are, are keen to impress, knowing that that pretty much the uh, the whole 
the whole Speedway fan base in the country are going to be following it. It's a fixture featuring two clubs who are more or less operating an academy system as well. And I know you feel that this now provides riders with a, a clear pathway for progression within the club. Yeah, that's right. One of our our major stances since Courtney took over was was progression, whether that be um, you know changing the track or, or doing doing certain things around the stadium. But we we felt it was time to. To build on the academy that we started in 2017 with with the the Northern Junior League and and take that to the next level and you know it's an exciting time for us and we're we're all uh, we're all excited to see how the how how it all pans out for the club and 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 watch the boys uh, progress. The one shame for this weekend, I guess, is that the current restrictions mean it will be behind closed doors. You'll be one of the fortunate people to be there watching the action live. But how can supporters follow the action from the comfort of their own homes? Yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be putting putting heat results out on our social media feeds. Um, certainly, uh, keep your eye on on the banded social media feeds, and you'll be able to follow all that. Well, Gary, we wish you and everyone at Berry Call the best for Saturday evening. The first fixture on the Speedway calendar for 2021 in Britain. It's Berwick Bullets versus the Armadale Devils. Find out all the results and keep up to date with everything that happens with your team, whoever you support, online at speedwaygb.co.uk. Right now, turning our attention to the Kingsland Stars, we've been catching up with the team manager, Peter Schroke, who was at one of the training sessions just a couple of weeks ago at Redcast, who was venturing a little bit further north than he normally would. And he's been speaking to Robin Allen and... He's ready for the season to get underway. 100%. Yeah, you know, it's uh, everybody's sort of buzzing now. And, you know, there's a few faces here today as well. Sam Masters is out there practising. And I've been up here with young Sam Hagen, who's signed for Milton All Tigers. And, uh, you know, so we're having a good time and, uh, yeah, and uh, getting into the swing of it again. Now, it's great to see a lot of youth riders out here at Red Car and of course we've got the Rising Star System and then we've got the Premiership Junior League. Yeah exactly you know it's um, so so it's phenomenal really I mean it's the first time sort of you know we don't come up here very often sort of thing so you see a lot of kits which I've never seen before and uh, they have got a very healthy uh, youth scene up here as well and up north so yeah it was really good fun to see them all today. Now with your Kingsland team manager hat on how pleased are you to see the boys getting some track time, whether it's in the UK or is abroad? Yeah, of course, it's it's important, you know, so, the thing to, so everybody gets back into the swing of it. And, um, you know, I know they're all looking forward to it because it's been a long few months, you know, sort of for everyone. And, you know, and I do think we've got a very, very good chance, probably out of Europe, we've probably got the best chance of, of having a, a proper league season. So, um, you know, and obviously with us, with the two... Uh, two levels of, of uh, you know at the at the professional level I'm talking about you know I mean there's a good chance we're having 50 you know between 50 60 meetings which is you know could be great now of course you look at Thomas Jorgensen and he was at Scunthorpe the other day and he, he spent five hours around there practicing and all that so how pleased are you you to see boys that are being that dedicated that they're spending that amount of hours at a track. It just shows you. I mean, they had to go to had to go to work for a living for for goodness how long. So uh, you know, suddenly now they're racing speedway again. It's, it just shows you that you know that's all these boys want to do. So to be five hours at a track, getting everything dialed in, and one thing or another shows you the dedication of them. And I know Thomas is you know he's he's very dedicated to the sport, super fit. And I must say they've all been keeping really, really fit over the over the, the uh, you know the winter and and uh, during the closed season. So uh, yeah, 
you know, we should be in for a good, good season. And then I've seen that Lewis Bridger had been at Peter John's to, to pick up a, a new engine. So for him, it's great because he's getting all his kit back together and, and ready for his call. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's really, I mean, you have to take your hat off, you know, where the boy comes from. He, you know, he should be really in a bodybuilding, uh, uh, he should have been at a bodybuilding competition, you know, and he's, he's lost all that, uh, all that weight. And uh, you know, and and to do that, it just shows you the determination what he wants to do. So we all know what he's capable of. You know, it's been a long time since he's been gone, but when you're natural like these, like like he is, you know, there is a few riders which are pure natural riders, and he's one of them. I haven't got much doubt that he's going to find his feet pretty quick. Now you look at Ryan Kinsley. He had his first practice of the year at Scunthorpe yesterday, <coughs> and from talking to him, he, he felt really good on the on the ahead of the new season. Yeah, 100%. You know, Ryan is going to slot in. You know, there's no pressure on Ryan. <coughs> you know, we just want him to to, to realise how, you know, that it's, all he needs to realise that's a hell of an opportunity for him, but it doesn't mean that he has to override it. You know, I just want him to enjoy it, enjoy the, 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 the and, and do his job. You know, it, it, we don't expect, uh, you know, uh, straight away uh, big, big points. We just want him to be in with you know in the game and um, and learn along the way and I'm sure within the next couple of years we're going to have a complete different Ryan Kinsley to what we've got now Peter Schrock thank you very much yeah, the Kings Lynn team manager Peter Schrock there speaking with Robin Allen. And on next week's episode, more for Kings Lynn fans. We'll be hearing from Lewis Kerr, who's going to be captaining both Kings Lynn Stars and the Eastbourne Eagles as we head in towards the 2021 season. So he'll be on next week's episode. And also on next week's episode, I'll be joined by Phil Lanning, who is the son of the best Speedway commentator ever, Dave Lanning, but a national journalist in his own right. He's got lots to say about Speedway. And he's also got the next generation of Lannings involved in the sport too with his son Taylor who's a brilliant Speedway photographer so we're looking forward to chatting with Phil Lanning on next week's episode and this podcast is proud to be one of the premier podcasts on the Sports Social Podcast Network lots more to check out after you've finished listening to our episodes of course you can have a listen to the Snooker Scene podcast or how about the brand new Gavin Hamilton's Euros Road Trip if you want to get yourself in the mood for the European Championships in the world of football that are coming up very soon check those out at sport-social.co.uk and discover your next favorite podcast for all the latest on speedway keep up to date with speedwaygb.co.uk all the best to everyone at berwick for the first official british speedway fixture of this season on the 1st of may and we'll catch you next tuesday for the next episode of no breaks no fear this podcast is produced by nigel pearson media limited for british speedway take care see you next week no breaks no fear the official British Speedway podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.